This is Special Chronicles, giving respect and a voice to people with special needs. I shudder thinking how the world can be so cruel. I lend my voice to those who can't. It's time we try. It's time we care. It's time we stand. It starts with a voice. Welcome to the Special Chronicles Show. This is episode 497. My name is Daniel Spakowski. I'm the founder of Special Chronicles and a Special Olympics Southern Survival International Global Messenger from the North America region. Um, before we begin and welcome our guests, a few housekeeping reminders. Visit specialchronicles.com for links to follow Special Chronicles on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And be sure to also to subscribe, wait, and review this podcast, Special Chronicles, on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. In addition, listen to the audio podcast. We hope you subscribe to our channel on YouTube to watch the live stream video episodes. Uh, and sign up for our newsletter to receive exclusive bonus content delivered to your inbox. Again, specialchronicles.com for links to subscribe and follow. Our guests, our retoning guests this week on the Special Chronicles podcast is our friend, um, Special Olympics Chief of uh, Sport and Competition at Special Olympics International, uh, Lou, uh, along in, um, and also uh, um, uh, fellow SSIGM from the Europe-Eurasia region, Ian, uh, representing the Europe-Eurasia region of Special Olympics. Uh, so please put your virtual hands together as we welcome uh, Lou and Ian back to the Special Chronicles show. Welcome back, Lou and Ian. Welcome. Great to be here. Thanks. And, talk. and yeah, I, and, and, um, I, I'm sure, um, listeners can go back. I, um, I think we'll approach in the 500th official episode in, in, um, probably a few weeks. Um, um, but, um, f- um, and I forgot which episodes both of you were on and, uh, I'll try to find it and put it in the show notes on specialchronicles.com for episode 497. But, um, Lou, maybe do, do you want to s- 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 start off and share with our listeners for any new, new listeners, how all three of us got connected? Yeah, I think it's a fantastic story. So, uh, the three of us were in Abu Dhabi for the World Games, and we were at a reception at the German embassy because Berlin was hosting NEC. So they had all the dignitaries there. It was a nice reception. And I was standing down by the water with a colleague of mine, Paul Freudensprung, and we were just having a, a quiet chat. We were probably 25 meters away from anybody else. And um, these two fellows walked up and uh, introduced themselves. Hi, I'm Ian Harper. Hi, I'm Dan. And it was fantastic. As I told, I remember telling Paul, we had a great conversation. It was fantastic. And you know, we've been friends ever since. But I remember telling Paul that I'm fundamentally shy and I would have never in a million years walked 25 meters across the grass to say hi to somebody I didn't know. I'm always the second guy in or the second person in. So if I was with Ian and Ian said hi, I'm happy to jump in afterwards and we can have a few laughs and talk football or whatever. But yeah. Ian, the first person in, that is so not me. So I had all the respect in the world for you guys just um, going, I don't know, two guys down there. Let's go see what's going on. So uh, um, that's, that's how we met. Awesome. Awesome. So, um, and uh, Ian, did you want to reintroduce yourself to our listeners who 
um, may just be t- tuning in right now? Absolutely. Um, great to be back on the program. But for those of you who have not seen the show before, uh, I'm Ian Harper, and I'm also the Sergeant Shriver International Global Messenger for Special Olympics. I cover the Europe-Eurasia region. That countries from uh, to Azerbaijan and from Norway to Spain. Awesome. And and uh, Lou, do you want to remind our listeners what your um, job and role at, at Special Olympics International is? Sure. So uh, we have a sport and competition department and I head up all of our sport and competition. So globally, it's the uh, on the sport side, the development of sport partnerships, sport rules, all the competition management, coaching education. We've got a great coaching webinar going on now that Fiona and the team are leading. And then on the competition side, all the games planning, all the bidding process, all the strategy, the development of like the Unified Cup. And we have some more single sport events coming up, which we can talk about. So that's uh, awesome. that's what myself and the team do. Awesome. So we're going to go ahead and take a short break to let our listeners know how they can support this program. And when we come back, we'll talk about um, the uh, um, the main topic for this episode, which is about the upcoming uh, World Games in 2023 in Berlin. Um, so I guess uh, Ian Hopple and Lou from Special Olympics. And we'll be right back after this short break. Support for Special Chronicles comes from listeners like you. As an independent public media podcast, Special Chronicles will will always be there for you. Now, we're asking you to be there for us. As a nonprofit independent media organization, we can only make programs like Special Chronicles with listener support. Our programs provide weekly candid, honest, and inspiring conversations about the people with disabilities community that creates awareness, support, and advocacy within each week's episode. Listeners tell us our shows are an enjoyable and necessary podcast for the intellectual and developmental disability community and everyone else who is able to listen to stories about life from a different angle. Please, if you and your family love our weekly podcast, make a one-time monthly or, or annual gift of thanks today. Support this podcast at specialchronicles.com slash give. That's specialchronicles.com slash give. And now, back to the show to continue the conversation today. And back to the show. Our guest this week on the Special Chronicles uh, program are my good friends Ian and Lou. And um, let's begin, and maybe um, before we bring you on uh, Ian to talk about your preparations for the upcoming World Games. We'll maybe have uh, Lou, you kick it off and tell us how Berlin came to be the whole city for the 2023 Special Olympics World Games. Sure. Uh, Happy to do so. So I um, first met with Special Olympics Germany during the Games in Austria. So back in 2017, Sven and I had a had a coffee and, and talked about what a bid might look like and, and sort of where we were. At that time, we were uh, going through a process of building new bid materials and everything. So the Special Olympics Germany team um, went off and they started to develop a bid with the German government, with the city of Berlin. Um, the city of Berlin has all these criteria for hosting. We met all these criteria, so we're happy to help fund the event. I think the thing that was interesting is what they did at their national games prior to putting in the bid is they have 4,000 athletes at their national games. They polled all the athletes, 
surveyed all the athletes that were at the game, surveyed all the other athletes to find why and what the athletes wanted, why the athletes wanted to bid, why they thought it was important to host the games, and what they wanted to see in those games. And it was all about athlete leadership, which was the driving force of this bid. If you go to the bid book, there's probably on about 10 pages that are just excerpts from those surveys. Um, and they've got now athletes are involved in every committee they have. And I've sat in on a few of those meetings and there were some, some great ideas about what the athletes, especially in Germany, wanted to show the world when they came to Berlin and everything. So it was very much an athlete driven bid. Um, especially because Germany is a very strong program. They um, helped drive the um, UN um, sustainable development goals in Germany and everything. So really all a well-rounded bid and it's going to leave a great legacy for athlete leadership. Awesome. I, I know uh, two things we bring you on Ian. Um, at, when, when the first Unified Cup took place in Chicago, uh, I, I recall, I think um, uh, two of the people that I interviewed was a coach and an athlete from Special Olympics Germany. Um, and then when we kind of uh, back, the, the story you shared at the top of the program about meeting Ian and me at the Berlin reception in Abu Dhabi, I think the picture that we're going to share with this episode uh, is uh, a picture of Ian and I with a um, Germany athlete. So um, let's bring you on, Ian, and, and um, how... How, uh, what and share what you're doing to uh, appeal for the upcoming World Games since this is happening in your region. Uh, thank you, Sunshine, for that question. <laughs> uh, well, basically, um, you know, because obviously the World Summer Games is going to be um, in my region, which is in Europe, your age. Um, you know, it's quite a it's quite a big event and it will be the third time that Berlin would have hosted uh, third time that the world games has come to Europe after Dublin in 2003 and then mm -hmm. Athens in 2011. So that is quite an historic uh, moment for us. Um, I've been to Germ I've been to Berlin twice this year, um, obviously, which I will get to, I'll get to the July one a bit later as we go along. Mm -hmm. The one in first Uh, I actually went with Tim Shriver, our Special Olympics chairman, our um, our spiritual guru, who helps us make sure we drive inclusion revolution on a daily basis. Hello, Tim, if you're watching. And and we did we did about what four thirteen meetings in the space of four days, working from like um, working from early till late, basically meeting up with um, government departments in. Um, Meeting up with government departments, we went to the state parliament in Berlin. Uh, we've held meetings with sponsors. We met with the German athletes, and it's really, really good as well. And I think the other thing that's important: athlete leadership is important for one. But the other thing which I learned was absolutely shocking, and this needs to be to be to be thought of: is that I found out that in Germany, only eight percent of people with intellectual Differences, determination, or disability—however you wish to, to, to put it as—have access to sports clubs each and every week. Only eight percent across the um, German uh, population with an intellectual um, differences, mm -hmm. which, if you think about it, quite shocking. And so, these games are about sending the message to, to open up more sports clubs and bring more inclusion 
to older people so they can access in sports in terms of getting fit, healthy lifestyle, you name it, and all that sort of stuff. So that in April was an eye-opener. Awesome. It was a real eye-opener and, uh, you know, what legacy for it. Awesome. So kind of speaking to that, Lou, can, can you kind of speak to what Ian said and how you and your team are preparing for the, for these World Games with what, kind of speaking to some of what Ian just, just shared with us? Sure. So happy to. And, and Ian brings up a great point. That's why the host town program is so important for them because the host town is going to get delegations spread all over Germany. They really want to strengthen the sub programs and by having the host town and having these small towns and cities all across Germany experience what we do, that's going to open up access to the sports clubs, that's going to raise awareness, that's going to strengthen Special Olympics Germany, and it's going to get more athletes um, into the movement and doing sports. So it's uh, really important work. You know, as to the, the planning, I mean, it was, it was challenging. We went over there um, to sign the games agreement, and then we weren't able to get back there due to the pandemic. For almost two years. So um, it's been a challenging environment, not being able to sit across the table, not being able to go out and walk the venues and see the spaces. And um, But now we're back and uh, we started going back over. We've had a couple trips. We'll have one more in December. They're facing, you know, the conflict in the Ukraine, global in, uh, inflation. Uh, everybody's getting hit with that. So their budget's increased. Um, but they're, they're holding fast and we're working to look at ways like reducing costs, um, to try and help them out there. So, um, yeah, we're, we're excited. It's going to be, uh, you know, we've had other events. We've had uh, the Invitational Games in Malta, which were great. We had the USA Games. We had the Unified Cup. We've had other events, but to have the World Games next, uh, next summer is going to be spectacular from, uh, you know, getting us back on the main stage and, and, and you guys doing what you do. Awesome. And what do you and you both so, can – I want to give one shout-out oh, yeah, yeah. to Nyasha, speaking about Berlin. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I wanted to give a shout-out to Nyasha. So Nyasha completed the Berlin Marathon this past weekend. Um, absolute privilege and honor to work for all you guys, especially Nyasha, uh, chair of the Global Athlete Leadership Council, SOI board member. And at the signing event, he mentioned in passing wanting to run the marathon. He put the work in. He went out and ran the marathon. Also wanted to give kudos to all the athletes that came to London. We had a lot of special mix athletes coming to London to run the, run the London Marathon, the New York Marathon. So you guys just keep doing what you're doing. And um, putting the work in, so fantastic. Awesome. Anyway, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, I was. I, I'm. I, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I made a note about the Asha winning the um, Berlin Marathon. So I'm. I'm glad. Is it? Are you with the either with the Asha winning the Berlin Marathon or or the athletes winning um, the marathon in London? Are you using any of these events I'm to? Oh, I'm breaking up a little bit. I. Um, yeah, you broke, you broke up a little okay. bit. Sorry. Are you, I was going to say, uh, with Diasha winning the Berlin Marathon and the athletes winning the London Marathon, are you, you, are you using any of these to kind of help, either to help motivate or, 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 or help with, with, with awareness um, uh, and even funds in fundraising as well for, for the Berlin World Games? Yeah, so we, um, Nyasha... Uh, participating in the Berlin Marathon. There was a lot of media around it. He met with the world record holder. Um, and they, the Berlin 2023 team did a good job of, of getting a lot of German media. SOI picked it up on social media. And then as far as other athletes running London, it was an athlete from this, from Florida who ran London. So I, I'm not much of a social media guy. Mm -hmm. I'm on LinkedIn, and that's about it at this point. But I scroll LinkedIn. 
in and, and saw there was a lot of uh, interaction about different athletes going over and, and, and running different races. So it's great. Anything we can do to bring, uh, you know, just to raise people's expectations, right? To know that people can, people with disabilities can run marathons, can do triathlons, can do anything they want. So this is a fantastic awesome. achievement. Awesome. We're going to go ahead and take a short break. When we come back, we will get into talking a little bit more about some of the details about the sports, both the um, all the different sports that will, will be offered in at the Berlin 2023 World Games, as well as some of the non-sport um, events, uh, as well as athlete, athlete leadership, uh, as well as so we'll kind of cover, we'll, we'll continue and cover it all uh, after this first break with uh, Lou and Ian on the Special Chronicles show. So we'll be right back on specialchronicles.com. Support for Special Chronicles comes from Comed. Special Chronicles is proud to partner with the Comed Energy Force Ambassador Program. The Energy Force is the country's first energy efficiency education program designed for and taught by people with disabilities. Comed is powering lives and really is powering us here at Special Chronicles to keep the lights on and our technology is powered on. As Comed powers the lives of us, they are literally giving a voice to people with, with special needs. We thank Comrade for the general support of our mission at Special Chronicles. Learn more at specialchronicles.com slash comed. That's specialchronicles.com slash comed. And Special Chronicles is proud to partner oh. with the Comrade Energy Force Ambassador <laughs> Program. The Energy Force is the country. Apparently, our sponsor break plays on a loop. <laughs> Uh, well, <laughs> we couldn't do this podcast without our supporters. So if you all want to join our supporters, um, uh, specialchronicles.com slash give uh, is... <laughs> yeah. Okay. With that, let's let's um, continue. And um, uh, Luke, can you share with us about um, how many sports and, and share about some of the different sport venues that, that are going to sure. be offered? Yeah, sure. So we uh, we were there for their uh, the German national games um, in June, and they had um, they had about they had about five thousand athletes. We had uh, the German athletes, and then we had thirteen international delegations going. And as far as, as, far as the venues, uh, we'll be out at the Olympic Park for some of the sports. We'll have the opening ceremonies at the Olympic Stadium, which is an iconic stadium from the 1936 Olympics. A lot of the other events will take place at the Messe, which is uh, like a convention and, and sort of uh, exhibition space. So we'll have basketball and some of the other sports there. And then we'll have our road cycling and other sports down by the Brandenburg Gate, which is another iconic uh, landmark in, in Berlin. Um, so we're, we're really excited. We're going to introduce some sport impact standards to try and improve the quality of sport. So we're doing more with sports statistics. The Unified Cup was the third event where we had statistics. So you could tell who took the corner kicks, who had an assist, how many uh, stops the keeper made. We're going to do that for about six sports in Berlin. We're doing performance and recovery stations. We did them at the Unified Cup. So before the athletes get ready to go out and compete, they can get stretched. They can have access to, to hydration and everything else they need to perform at their best then after they come off the pitch they can uh have access to massage and and physios and and, and be able to recover um the other thing we're doing is with the uh badminton world federation the bwf which is one of our partners we've gotten them to communicate to the national federations so we'll use ian as an example in great britain especially great britain has a partnership with uh great britain great britain badminton what we're saying is if you have this existing partnership in the six months 
prior to the World Games. Can you work with the coaches? Can you work with the athletes? Can you get them on a training program? So when they get off the plane in Berlin, they're playing their best badminton, right? Because that's yeah. what it's no matter the ability level, just being able to perform at your best when you get there. And, and, and that quality doesn't start at the Berlin airport. It starts when you get selected, putting the time in, working with your coach um, and doing all those things. So we're, we're definitely we're going to pilot about six sports in Berlin, and then we're going to increase it, right? We went from the Unified Cup the first time we had statistics to the Unified Cup again, and we did something in floorball in Sweden, and now we're going to absolutely grow this. Awesome. Um, to, um, we'll, we'll come back to you, Lou. But I need to to um, to bring Ian in. Ian, do you want to show you you and mentioned earlier on uh, in, in the program about one of the other events that you did? I think we said this past July uh, to prepare for the World Games in Berlin. Yes, that's right. Um, obviously, the second time in June, I was back in Berlin and uh, Nayash Dehara joined me in um, uh, during the national game. So me and Nayasha were there to, if you like, do, to be a test run of the World Games because the national games is normally like a test run that would be mm-hmm. able to see what things are there, what improvements need to be made and so on. And I've got to say from that point, we did, we did learn stuff together me and I actually did over the um, over the course of five six days we we were responsible for giving out some medals uh, to the competitors I think we were at um, rowing I think we did rowing we did bowling and I think we also did tennis as well we also had to give um, uh, press uh, press conference interviews uh, obviously which was great, but the only thing that went wrong was that the translation headphones weren't working, but luckily we were well prepared for the questions that we were able to fidgeting in answer because we learned it in the car on the way up, so that was fine. And and um, and we also did a um, a a huge and we also did a huge promotion as well, talking to businesses, organizations and and delegates from around uh, from around Germany. So we met with the LOC. Um, which they are a really good, dedicated uh, team. We met with as many important, and obviously trying to learn some German languages as well. While I was there, advantage, and we also with various uh, coaches, we also with various coaches and uh, international delegates from um, around the country. I mean, the opening ceremony was held at the. FC, uh, FC Union Berlin uh, soccer stadium uh, for the opening ceremony, which was re- it, for, for a warm up for next year. It was very, very good. It was well organised. They really put on a carnival spectacular, and, my, and I would say that if they if they did it similar to the World Games next year at the Olympic Stadium with a capacity of uh, seventy four thousand, yeah, I always do my own work before I go. <laughs> Um. Awesome. awesome. Um, to to bring you in, um, Lou, do do you want to comment on some of of, of what Ian shared of 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 when um of when when Ian and even the actual met with the LLC and yeah, absolutely. Sorry, Dan, as it relates to the test games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as it relates to yeah. the test games. Yeah, the the test games were good. I mean, they they need. Um, you know, the volunteers, there were some, some challenges recruiting volunteers, so they're going to focus on that. But um, overall, the service levels were good. All the overlay, all the temporary structures, healthy athletes ran well. 
um, all the you know ancillary events, the 13 delegations that were international, all really rated it highly. They did surveys, um, transport ran well. And um, yeah, overall, I think everybody was, uh, was happy. I think everybody awesome. Was, was happy. Awesome. And, and um, we, so can you remind all listeners how many different sport venues are going to be like offered at the Berlin World Games? The number of venues I'd have yeah. to check. It's yeah. going to be somewhere in that 24 to 26. Right. Um, I have to sometimes do sports. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and, th- and then can you talk to us a little bit about some of the, the non-sport events, in- including um, um, I-, I-, I think Emily had told us that the Global Athlete Congress is going to also uh, – take place during these world games and you share with us about some of the non-sport events in, in addition to the global athlete congress sure sure so we're having a, a global forum there's this global coalition that uh, uh david evangelista who runs soee and um sean ferguson who runs global um government relations for us have put together in fact they just met in cairo last week and it's a coalition to go and and help uh, find governments who are willing to invest in the education, the inclusive education, the unified schools work that we do. So they're going to have a big summit with a lot of ministers and ER, all the stuff you come to expect uh, from the World Games. I'm really, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the Global Athlete Leadership Council. I had the chance to go in the Dominican Republic at the tennis event and sat in a few of those sessions and was fortunate enough to watch uh, and I actually get elected. So I found, the, I found that to be really interesting. The more time I can spend around the athletes, the happier I'm going to be. Awesome. So that should be good. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Ian, did you want to comment on, on that? I, I'd never been to a global ethic Congress before, but, uh, but um, uh, Ian, do you want to comment on? Yeah, I was going to say before, before I answer that question, I have managed to work out the answer for you, uh, Lou. It's, um, there's going to be 26 sports at eight different venues in Berlin. So, um, sorry, I've just checked the homework on the computer while he was talking. So I thought I better have. <laughs> right. Here we go. Unif- unified podcast. Yeah, the internet. yeah, yeah. That's see. Good work, good work mate. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, that's why um, it's it's um, it's good to have a <laughs> unified guest on. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, because just before. Um, we found out that me and Nyasha was going to be um, international global messengers. Me and him became friends in 2018. And I remember um, he was at the Dominican Republic. And obviously the previous uh, chair, Matthew Williams, was um, was stepping down from the position. And, not, and, um, and, and basically I remember when Nyasha got it in, 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 in quite what was an emotional moment for him because he never expected to land the job. And I remember... Him messaging me afterwards, and I said, you know, and I, you know, and he's, and I remember him saying, "What, what advice can you give me?" And I just said, "Just be yourself as chair. Never try, never try and be anybody else that have gone before you. You know, mm-hmm. just yourself." And I, because I think it's important if you're yourself, you get more out of you than you would do if you were trying to impersonate somebody else. Yeah. No, don't panic. We're not doing impersonations on this program, so don't worry. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think, I, um, so I think the Global Athletes uh, Congress Committee is really important, really, really important. And I think even more so at a time like this, because, 
you know, obviously, as Lou correctly mentioned, we've got the situation in Ukraine with the war going on. Uh, we've also got the cost of living crisis. And there was a loads of other things, of factors as well, including Germany's big stability on um, on the environment. And I think and I think maybe there should be a Special Olympics specifically for the environment in the future, because, you know, it's a case of how can we bring inclusion for all people with intellectual determination if we ain't got no planets to live whatsoever mm. and it's an important point but the global athletes congress council is very very important because i think you know about the um, opportunity for all of the groups to represent them regionally so for example kira byland sits on the global athletes mm-hmm. congress committee mm-hmm. um uh, representing Europe, Eurasia, and she gives a lot of good feedback and reviews as well. I'll tell you, she, for example, and all the stuff she brings back is positive and gets us to challenge questions on the, uh, like, what, for example, we had it back recently, what motto would be for the slogan for next year's World Games? So they asked it back, so, so, yeah, Neat. Um, uh, we are going to bypass our, our second break just for the, the sake of, of time. But I, Lou, I wanted to bring up something else that I'm sure a lot of our listeners um, like well, might 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 ask about. Um, I know um, I know my mom is going to be coming and volunteering uh, at the World Games for for the first time, um, but for uh, if with like Ian mentioned, with the war going on in Ukraine and 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 with Russia, um, is can you share with us a little bit about what Special Olympics is doing, what the LOC is doing, what International is doing, um, what uh to keep everyone safe like is there any, any new like new like kind of up to a, a new level of safety that to keep keep all of keep all of us athletes safe keep everyone safe coming in for for, for these world games sure, and you raise a good point because we're living in, in challenging times in this regard but our event is rated nationally by the german government so the all the security planning that's going to go into it from the city of Berlin to the state to the federal level as far as um, access and, and everything else in, in the country and, and all the sort of monitoring and everything else you have to do nowadays will be in place. And uh, Germany is, is, you know, a safe country and um, it, we don't anticipate any challenges, but you always have to plan and be prepared. And it's good to know that we're on the radar of all the security forces and, and sort of um, everybody in Germany to, to, to plan accordingly. So, I don't have any real concerns there. Yeah. I mean, you can never right. be too sure of the yeah. times we're living in, but we think it's going to be a, a good event. Awesome. Mom's- awesome. Yeah, yeah. I know. I'm good. I, th- I think my, my sister, one of my sisters is also coming too, and my mom actually studied in Germany her last year of high school. So, and and okay, she, nice. she used, used to teach German in, in, in school. And so, um, yeah, yeah. So, so. And, Berlin's, and Berlin's a great city. I mean, I yeah. can tell you, Berlin's a top city, a real world capital, lots to see, lots to do. Get any kind of food in the world there. It's, uh, very, very diverse. So, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so before we get to that final question that we always conclude with, we'll conclude with some plugs of all 
listeners uh, listening um, and, and they want to get involved, I know um, when when we had a fundraiser here in our program a, a couple months ago, I think back in August, we had at, at all the Duncan locations, um, which Ian might not know what Duncan is, but it's like a coffee coffee donut shop. I'm sure, Lou, you have seen where, where the law enforcement goes on the rooftops. And I ran into somebody that had stopped by. She told me that she, not only did she go down to Orlando to volunteer at our USA Games, but she was going to be going to Berlin to volunteer <laughs> at the World Games. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Here's a little piece of legacy. And Ian, Ian brought up the three games that have been in Europe, the three sort of, sorry, summer games. So from Dublin 2003 to Berlin 2023, we've got 20 years of the games, you know, being outside the States and going global. But the, one of the legacies from Ireland, and there's a whole laundry list of great legacies from 2003, but uh, Special Olympics Ireland sends over a couple hundred volunteers to every World Games. I remember when they showed up in Abu Dhabi, they all come, they all find, it's a big fundraiser, right? They all sort of fundraise, they all get together, and they send over these community of volunteers that um, that come in. It's a great help to the organizing committee. It's fantastic to see the international spirit and everything else that it in, injects. So there'll be Irish volunteers. Obviously, there'll be now volunteers from Chicago and people come from all over the world, which is a beautiful thing. Awesome. Awesome. Um, and uh, how how can um, all, can you share with um, um, Lou how, how our listeners can, uh, I'm trying to put the banner up here on the screen, but you want to share with our listeners how they can connect um, uh, with the upcoming Special Olympics World Games in, in Berlin. Um, we mind them the dates and how they can get involved to um, volunteer. Um, I know my mom, like, my, my mom is, is already for months now, she's, she's already signed up uh, to to uh, uh, to get all the updates on on, on on volunteers, but for listeners who who may not have done that yet, share with them the the dates as well as where they can go to um, to sign up to to volunteer and get more information. Sure. So if you go to the uh, Berlin twenty twenty three org website, um, and then if you click on join in, there'll be a drop down from the join in, uh, and it will show you. Uh, to get involved, how to apply to be a volunteer, and, and all those sort of details. But no, I think it's great. I think it's a great experience. I think it's a great experience for the volunteer. I think it's just a great experience for the event itself. And I got to say, some of my favorite moments, and I've worked in events for a long time, are the relationships that form with the volunteers. It's just about everybody gets on. And it's, um, yeah, it's a great part of being in this event business. Really enjoy it. Awesome. And I'll make sure to include links in the show notes on specialchronicles.com slash podcast 497. That's 497. Uh, Ian, to bring you on, do you want to share with our listeners uh, and remind them the dates for the upcoming World Games uh, as well as um, where they can go to connect with their local special Olympics program? Absolutely. Um, so basically the games will be, um, people will be arriving on the 16th of uh, June next year. And we've got the opening ceremony the next day on the 17th, uh, which is held at the uh, Olympic capacity and was held, of course, for the 1936 Olympic Games. Uh, the official ceremony will be opened by the president of Germany, Frank Walter Steinmeier from 
the um, from the right from the SPD, the um, Socialists and Democrats. Again, I do know my homework very well. Um, <laughs> um, there's going to be an action-packed um, event. Uh, there's going to be an action-packed event as well. There's going to be loads of excitement, not just on the sporting field. And I know people will be dying to get medals and rosettes and what have you. Um, and also off-duty activities as well. So we've got athlete leadership as well, of course, in youth leadership and um, everywhere else and in. On the 24th of June, we have the uh, closing ceremony. I do now believe that the Brattenburg Gates, are the road that leads to Berlin, they will be closing the roads off for the closing ceremony to traffic and we will be using it at our um, celebration of the of how successful the games are, of the revolution movement that we live and breed every day. Obviously, in my case, it will be the Inclusion Revolution Rally because that's where we're all here together and to celebrate as well. Um, so that will be on the 24th. And then, of course, everybody will be back on the 25th of June. Um, I will say a couple of things before we conclude, if it's all right yeah. with you, Daniel. Yeah, yeah. As Lou correctly said, if you know or you or your family know exact, know that know more about volunteering and you are interested in volunteering, then I would urge you to go to the website at berlin2023.org and follow the links because uh, Special Olympics Germany um, obviously do would like more volunteers. So if you are interested, please follow the uh, links and um, sign up. Um, believe me, being a volunteer is a mind-blowing experience mm -hmm. and um, it's an amazing opportunity for the athletes and to get to know them and to enjoy the lively activity as well so please so if you are interested in volunteering go to burning2023.org and lastly as well for the crucial elements of history in 1989 uh, the berlin war famously collapsed um as a result of the end of the soviet union um and then obviously a year later in 1990 east germany and west germany unified to become the republic of germany um now 33 years later and now as the leading member of the european union germany will be like hosting a second unified event on the world stage in the form of the special Olympics world game and also which does include unified leadership as well and i think this kind of wake-up call for all of us and that the games in berlin is going to be extremely crucial for us because we want to show that a lot of people with intellectual disabilities across the world want access to jobs, want access to healthcare, transport, education, sports clubs. I mean, some could even go into politics if they're brave enough, which I know that they are as well. They have that voice to do that as well. Awesome. And a really, really big opportunity as well for us. And so this is, if you like, a first important step, not only that this will be the first major world event since the COVID-19 pandemic, but also in the fact that we're sending a solidarity of message to, um, to in, the, in the wake of the war in Ukraine, saying that we will never accept dictatorship and we will never accept exclusion. That this is a message that we want democracy, full inclusion and full participation. And so... Anybody who is interested in going to the games, I would urge you to 
get tickets and go over to see the games in Berlin because it's a life changer. And believe me, once you've met athletes and once you've met some of the um, SSI GMs, obviously you've got me and Dan start <laughs> um, with the rest following in the new year uh, when we get to the games next June. It will change your life. It will be more educational and it will give a fabulous opportunity to really say that we want to bring more inclusion to people with intellectual differences in society. And so these games will be very crucial. Absolutely. Um, well, that's a, a perfect way uh, to kind of tee up our final question. If you um, want to connect with your local special Halloween program, of course, um, like Ian said, Berlin2023.org, uh, you can go to specialolympics.org to find your local uh, program. And now to introduce that final question um uh, is uh, we're gonna go ahead and play that bumpo to (laughs) introduce that final question against anyone who has a fear of difference we're not just athletes we are the ambassadors of an uprising peaceful protesters in a rebellion against anyone who has a fear of difference Difference. Difference. Our demands are equality, 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 dignity, 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 and the recognition of our shared humanity. We will not stop or accept anything less. Today, our world is more divided than ever. And coming together has never been more urgent. The revolution is inclusion. Find out more at jointherevolution.org. And ever since this 2019 World Games in Abu Dhabi, where we all three of us um, met, um, we always conclude these podcast episodes with uh, a final question. And I'm, I'm going to kind of, um, kind of have, kind of combine the final two questions, kind of in one, so you both can kind of um, um, uh, uh, comment. And that is, um, one, any final thoughts on your overall time here today? Um, and then um, what does, because uh, we know the inclusion, inclusion revolution is a big part of our special Olympics movement. So what does inclusion mean to um, each of you? Uh, we'll, we'll begin with um, Lou, and, and, and then we'll go to Ian. So, so, so what, Jay, so, was the, the first uh, part of the, the question? The first part of the question is, is a, any final thoughts on coming back on, 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 on this program? And then what does inclusion mean to you? Sure. No, always happy to come on. Um, so I'm, I'm always here. You need somebody, you want to find something out. I can get you other people. So if there's other people you want to talk to, let me know. I'm happy. Uh, I love the podcast. So happy to do anything I can. I did one. There's a couple of athletes at SO Maryland that had a podcast. I jumped on that during the pandemic. So completely wide open to do all this stuff. I love it. Um, as far as what inclusion means to me, I mean, I, I think it's just fundamental, right? It's getting to understand other people, be it other people of different backgrounds, different cultures, um, different socioeconomic classes, different races, different religions, different sort of abilities. So it's just a natural extension of that, right? I think one of the challenges that we have in society is that people tend to only sort of associate or have meaningful relationships with people that are in whatever group that they're in and there's not enough understanding of other people and, and, and sort of that. So for me, um, I mean, hanging out with you guys, talking football with Ian, do that all day. So it's, um, yeah, I, and I guess that's what inclusion means. Just, you know, that's why, that's why I like Unified. Oh, by the way, I did Unified Handball in Berlin. 
Awesome. I am. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I think he said you did bowling, and I'm going to go back to bowling. I'm going to go back to bowling. Handball was a workout. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think all the unified sports, exactly. I think all the unified sports stuff we do is fantastic. At the end of the day, people are just people, right? People yeah. might process information differently. They might sort of have different mobility issues or whatever. But, you know, and that's why sports so good, right? Yeah. Sports just yeah. sort of you know, talk a bit about sport and have a, have a few laughs. It does. Yeah. It, it helps to, um, when, when, when people come into, to, to, um, uh, movement, they really see that, uh, that, uh, the, the sports that we compete in really helps to break down those yep. barriers. Um, Ian. Wow. Um, Mr. Well, Mr. Podcast King, thank <laughs> you for inviting me back today. Um, Absolutely brave of you, considering my performance last time. And yeah, no, really good well for the opportunity to be on the podcast shows. I mean, I'm in the middle of creating my own show at the moment. If only I could find a spare room somewhere so I could put the equipment up, which is a nightmare. Um, but we'll save that for another discussion. Um, no, yeah, I think I think there may be a load of people in Special Olympics during next year when we're doing the Germany Games build-up that would be interested coming on your program so i will put some across if they're interested um i think with regards to your second question of uh, what inclusion means to me and this i think is now even more significant in the light of everything going on inclusion revolution um inclusion revolution on a daily basis means that everybody no exclusion and no, no, and no, um, and no sort of um, sort of being against you can't do this and that and the other. And the other thing that's important to me is a lot of people have been saying to disabled people for years that you should come into our world to see what it's like. But I think, in my view, that that is being done the wrong way around. I think the people should go into that person with a disabilities world first to educate, to look and to see the things that are going on and then bring them in, having that full inclusion acknowledgement and knowledge of that as well. And the other thing that is really important to me on the inclusion front is that um, everyone benefits um, and everyone is in all le levels of society and it can't be done by management's choices. It has to the person's choices in life but the aspirations are there as well so we could see you know more people taking up jobs in management more people fighting uh, more people standing for elections in government more people having access in communities more people having access um to opportunities to everyday life to housing to have their own families to have their own engagements and to have a unit built around them and again without any prejudice discrimination or fear and that's what acceptance should be and it's quite appropriate as well in the middle of the situation with Ukraine that it's even more important mm -hmm. that that so that is important that is which is that everybody is included without prejudice fear or discrimination awesome well that's a perfect way to wrap up this episode uh, I'm going to uh, usually, I I don't add on to that question of of, of what the, the guests say, but um, I, I just so something I thought of of what Lou, you and and Ian, what you both said is 
um, kind of what I think inclusion means. Uh, in addition to what what I agree with what both of you said, but in, in addition to that, is looking beyond the the labels of intellectual disabilities that we'll diagnose with. Well, when, when will included people look beyond those labels that all doctors put put on us and that the society puts on us and then when people do then they're able to see that we um that we um uh, bring unconditional love and joy and acceptance to society and so uh that's yeah so that's all of that is what inclusion means to us with with that i i wish we uh could have more time on this um, i'm happy to say anything i can do to help look yeah yeah i i wish you had, I've, got, I've got to jump i've got a one o'clock you awesome. got yeah i've got so thanks for united our great partner in chicago yeah. um thank you thank you all for um coming on and we'll talk to you uh we'll talk to you on the, the next episode Stay well, fellas. Take care. Cheers. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Special Chronicles Shows podcast. Visit SpecialChronicles.com to follow Special Chronicles on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube, and don't forget to hit the bell to be notified of new episodes. Also, subscribe to our newsletter mailing list to sign up for updates and get exclusive content delivered to your inbox. Remember to do what you do with these podcasts. Subscribe follow and wait and review Special Chronicles on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, wherever you get your podcast. Finally, please share this episode and all of our podcasts with your friends and family. Help us grow our audience and uh, reach 5,000 downloads of audio podcasts and, and over 14,000 average monthly listeners. Have a great week and we'll see you back here next week with exciting new guests. See you next week. Special Chronicles Giving respect and a voice to people with special needs.